Great to be with you. Thank you, Dr. Stewart. Thank you so much. And um, it's great to see all of you. Uh, many familiar faces and even some new faces. And it's, it's great to be with you today. And so I'll bring you greetings. And um, I really want to chat with you about being uncomfortable. Uh, it's been a very uncomfortable few months um, since about March. And um, I, I think I'm, I'm glad to be with you, but at the same time, it's not exactly a comfortable uh, experience of being with you today. It's uh, um, um, some hesitation and some anxiety about it. But let's, let's, we'll talk about that as time goes on. But I want to first start by um, sharing with you some stories of things that I've experienced over the last several months. Um, I call them my stories of discomfort um, and some of the things that God has been showing me in the midst of this. Um, uh, one of the stories is, is that in March, uh, right before COVID started, I was actually uh, at a conference on trauma in Winnipeg. And at this conference, um, God taught me some things that um, were quite um, transforming for me, actually. And and um, one of the things has to do with, um, I met um, three First Nations women individually. And the first woman that I met, she came and sat at our table. And um, she sat closest to me, and so we started to chat. And then she asked me, she said, so what do you do? And I go, I'm a minister. And as soon as I said those words, I knew that what I said was painful to her. And she said, oh, I'm a survivor of residential schools. And I just felt God say, shut up, don't say anything, just be present. And we spent a couple of minutes talking, and I mostly listened. And then I thought, God, I was just responsible for making someone very uncomfortable just by the fact that I was a minister just by the fact of the painful experiences that she had had. And that was eye-opening for me. Not intentional, but still, I disturbed wounds for her. And then I met actually another um, woman who, same, similar experience. And once again, God said, keep your mouth shut, just be. And then I third, met a third lady who was um, a Christian, but she was very quiet about it. And we connected and was able to spend a few moments speaking with her as well and, and, and being with her. And that experience taught me about sometimes you just need to be uncomfortable for the sake of others. And sometimes I just need to keep my mouth shut and be present, even if it is uncomfortable. And being at a conference on trauma, I was even more super aware of the experience. After that conference, I came home to Nova Scotia, and um, what happened was that COVID started the next week. And as COVID started, um, I was concerned about how it was going to impact the community where I'm at. I live in Cherrybrook, which is a majority black community, and so was 
concerned about this and ended up actually being on a COVID response team for our community. And so when the George Floyd murder incident happened, um, it impacted me in a way that I hadn't expected. And I sensed that God was calling me just to be vulnerable and be in the discomfort. Both my own anguish, and if you remember when I did the prayer for ADC, I remember that day that God said, just be vulnerable. That was uncomfortable. I didn't like it. After I prayed, I turned off the camera and I wept. Very uncomfortable. And as I listened to what was happening, um, how it was impacting the community where I live and people and the pain, um, as I saw how it was stirring pain and anger and many feelings in me, it was uncomfortable. But still, God was calling me to be present, to be in it. And then actually, as I listened to the news, and as I'm sure you did too, and heard many things, very uncomfortable things. And then there were the conversations that came with my colleagues, and particularly my white colleagues, and having conversations about what was happening. And it was great to have those conversations, but they were not comfortable conversations and are still not comfortable conversations. And in the midst of that, I could sense God saying, it's okay to be in the discomfort. It's okay. That's where I want you. And then there was my, there is my discomfort about us as the church and our silence and our kind of absence in the midst of a world that is kind of traumatized and looking for a way, looking for hope. And again, God's saying, I want you to be in that discomfort. I've got things I want to teach you. And then God reminded me that about 30 years ago when I was in Brazil, and I was a missionary teacher in Brazil, one of the main things he said to me was, I am powerful in suffering. When you go back to Canada, I want you to share that. And that has been on my heart for a long time. And wondering, God, what does that mean? What does that mean? And then two years ago on retreat, the command came to be light. And I kind of liked that one. And then last year when I went on retreat, the command became be light in the darkness. And I started to pray, God, what is the darkness? What darkness are you talking about, God? And when COVID started, the pandemic started, message was, the darkness is here. When I saw the racial injustice and the violence, the darkness is here. Be light. Be light in the darkness. And what I discovered as I spent time praying about it and reflecting on it, Trying to be light, trying to be present is not comfortable. Why am I talking about discomfort? I, I work a lot with pastors and I work a lot with leaders. And I would say to you that one of the greatest impediments for us often is our unwillingness to be uncomfortable. Our total sense of being, I would say, allergic to discomfort. And I would say that's also an issue for us as a church. 
We don't like to be uncomfortable. And so as I've been reading scripture in the last while, in the last several months, God's been sort of pointing me to all the places where people are uncomfortable, where there is discomfort, and where God breaks in to the discomfort. And the scripture we just heard is one of those scriptures. Before God's comfort comes, there is discomfort. Before God's comfort comes, people come to the ends of themselves. When God's comfort comes, it's in the midst of discomfort. It's in the midst of suffering. It's where God meets his people. As I thought about this, I thought about where we are today and the uncomfortable things that we need to deal with as Christians, as a church. And wondering, what is it that will help us? What will give us the courage to enter into those spaces, which I would say to you often are sacred spaces, as I felt when I met the First Nations woman, as I felt in many of the conversations I've had with people since George Floyd, as I felt um, in many uncomfortable places, an opportunity, a sacred space for God to show up. And so I want us to think about today, how willing are we to enter into those spaces where we won't be comfortable, where we won't have control, where we won't know what to say, where we won't know what to do, or even how we should be, but still God calls us to those places. I think about the 23rd Psalm, and as you think about the verse four, it says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me, your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. I don't know about you, but I always assumed that when we get to the rest of the psalm, it means he's already out of the dark valley. But technically, we really don't know. I would suggest God meets him in the dark valley, throws a party, blesses him. That we need to move beyond our assumption that God can only bless us when things are comfortable. Beyond our assumption that only when it's light, God can bless. But he's God, and he's powerful, and he can bless us even in the midst of the darkness, as we know with the dark night of the soul. Even in the midst of the wilderness, even in the midst of the desert, God is there. We do not have to fear. We can enter in as the Spirit leads. And as you know, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness after he was affirmed as the Son of God. And so what will help us have courage to face our discomfort? And I would suggest to you that we need 
a theology of discomfort. A theology that says God's in the discomfort. That says that God is all powerful in the midst of the places where I am not powerful. Where I don't know what to do or what to say. But God does. A theology that even says there are times when God will lead me to those places. For his glory. For his honor. And maybe for my humiliation. Maybe I won't look so smart or so great, but God will be glorified. He is powerful in suffering. In suffering, he is powerful regardless. And so as we think of these times, the American Bible Society has been doing some work on the whole area of trauma and really speaking to the church about its need to be present in the midst of the trauma that the world is experiencing, that people are experiencing. And not just people outside the church, but people in the church. We are all, in a sense, experiencing or have experienced some form of trauma. We are all living with some form of discomfort. We just kind of hide it and pretend it's not there. I would suggest to you, it's an untapped opportunity for God to show his power. And that those places of discomfort are actually places that God wants to work and show himself. And as we allow God to work in us, we will be able to be that comfort to others. I think of Isaiah, when he saw the Lord high and lifted up in the temple. I'm not sure that was a comfortable experience. And he personally experienced the purifying coal on his lips. And then later in Isaiah 61, we hear that the spirit of the Lord is on him and he is being called and sent to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim the good news. And we know that passage and Jesus also quoted it. And so my question is, what will help us have the courage and take the risk to be in those places? And I think that part of it comes with knowing first it's normal. It's okay. This is a conversation I have with leaders all the time. It's okay to be uncomfortable. You don't have to know it all. You don't have to be in control. God is. You can enter into a situation where you don't know what to do and trust that the spirit will lead you. You don't have to know what to say. It's okay. God can give you words. We have to somehow break that sense that to be a Christian means I'm in control, that I know what to do, that I have things under my control and that to be a Christian is to enter that dark valley and not know where I'm going. That to be a Christian is to 
in our passage of scripture, 2 Corinthians, to be brought to the end of self and have to know that dependence on God is the only way through and grow in confidence of God's presence and power, even when we have none. I would suggest that our world, our community, need us to be able to be those people. I have a quote from Barbara Brown Taylor, and she writes, in learning to walk in the dark. Taylor has become, um, or this is about her, Taylor has become increasingly uncomfortable with our tendency to associate all that is good with lightness and all that is evil and dangerous with darkness. Doesn't God work in the nighttime as well? In learning to walk in the dark, Taylor asks us to put aside our fears and anxieties and explore all that God has to teach us in the dark. She argues that we need to move away from our solar spirituality and ease our way into appreciating a lunar spirituality since, like the moon, our experience of the light waxes and wanes. Through darkness, we find courage. We understand the world in new ways, and we feel God's presence around us, guiding us through things seen and unseen. Often, it is while we are in the dark that we grow the most. Uncomfortable places. Places of discomfort. And so, this theology of discomfort needs to be part of our spiritual formation. I would say even we need a spiritual discipline of discomfort that says, I will allow myself to be uncomfortable. I will allow myself to be in places where I don't always feel on top of it. That I will allow God to use me in places where I sometimes don't have a clue what I'm doing, but for the sake of the glory of God and for the blessing of others, I will allow him. We don't have to fear being uncomfortable. We can trust that God is with us and he will not leave us or forsake us in that place. We know that Jesus' life was not comfortable Mary and Joseph was not comfortable. Paul or Peter or any of the disciples had very uncomfortable lives. Great challenges and difficulties. The cross is a symbol of suffering and discomfort, but still of the power of God at work in the midst of we are able to take up our crosses and follow Jesus, knowing that even though it's not going to be comfortable, it's okay. Because the God of all comfort empowers us, brings us what we need, strengthens us, is present with us. And so the comfort that God brings us is a relational comfort that he is with us won't leave us or forsake us. It's a comfort that is grace-empowered, the grace of God providing what we need. 
It is a comfort of knowing even when I don't know, God knows. And so I would encourage you and I'd invite you to think about what uncomfortable space is God inviting you into? What dark valley is he asking you to trust him to walk into? Trusting that he will be your comfort and your guide. And I want to make some suggestions. As we begin to become more aware of the issues of racial injustice, I'd encourage you, it's okay. Enter into uncomfortable conversations. Enter into uncomfortable places. As we are seeing more in terms of the trauma that people are experiencing um, and the reality of trauma, it's okay. We need to listen to the uncomfortable stories. Listening is an incredible gift. Listening with love can be such a healing experience. We can do that. We can be the church that provides a safe space, not a comfortable space in the sense that it's nice and warm and cushy space, but a safe space. What I would say as a therapist, I want to provide a safe place for you to be uncomfortable. So a safe place where people can be uncomfortable in their healing and coming to a place of healing and blessing and entering into that sacred space of discomfort. That we can be a space where people can bring all that they are, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the brokenness. And even in that space of discomfort, find healing and find God's comfort, the only true and real comfort. Because when we avoid those uncomfortable spaces, we tend to create our own comfort. We tend to find other ways to comfort ourselves that take us away from God as opposed to draw us to God. And in closing, I want to share with you uh, a litany that I found that was quite convicting for me, and I'd like to share it with you. It is from Cardinal Mary Delval. Uh, from 1963, the Jesuits. And I'm just going to read you a piece of it. And he says, From the desire of comfort and ease, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being criticized, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being passed over, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being lonely, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being hurt, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed, Jesus, Grant me the grace to desire it. O oh, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like yours. O oh, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, strengthen me with your spirit. 
O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, teach me your ways. I pray that God will grant us courage to enter into those uncomfortable places, that we would trust the leading of his spirit and know that he is faithful and that we can enter the dark valleys knowing he will bring us through. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.